Live from London and Toronto, this is the Hughes Goodman Podcast, recorded live, raw, and uncensored. The views expressed on this show are those of the individual speaker. All complaints will be directed to Jane and HR. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Hughes and Keegan Goodman. That's better. That was, that was, that was, that was a good lead-in. Just, just work on, just do that from now on. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we need a theme song. We need like a theme thing to roll us in. That way we can just talk and just I can just place that when necessary. We have tried using a uh, theme song. I think we did the Dukes of Hazard theme song a few weeks ago. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't fall under fair use, right? It's only like eight seconds or something. Because you know, Glenn, do you know who Glenn Thrush is? Yes, I do. Yeah, he always plays. If you listen to his podcast, it's eight seconds or something like that. So we should find somebody who can cover a song that will become our theme song. Oh god, that's a whole other basket of worms. This could be horrible, but it could also be good. So yeah, if you're no. in a band and you happen to like our podcast, tweet at us at Hughes Goodman Show. We can hook your band up with your first uh, recording gig. I don't know. I think no, you'd have cool. to have the, they'd have to have the song recorded, but we'd use it and we'd like. I don't know, at the end of every podcast, we'd be like, hey, and here's uh, whatever they're called, and then we'd throw it to them. They can play us out. We could make your band really, really big. Hey, they'd be, you know, moderately successful in, like, Florida. And our tens of listeners from Florida would listen to them. Could you imagine we're, like, huge in Germany and we don't know it? It's a Deutsch, yeah? <laughs> that would be so funny if, like, one of somebody just was like, hey, you realize you guys have a billboard up in germany it's just it's just like really bad facebook photos so what i've just discovered is i'm not actually recording from my mic i'm recording from my iphone headphones this week oh yeah plug them in because my normal studio headphones are dead and it turns out the mic on these override my real mic that's plugged in you you sound pretty normal Okay, I'm okay with that then. I'm just gonna hold yeah. my mic here the entire show. But uh, yeah, awesome. Um, let's just jump right into the show. It's been two weeks since we've done one, so. Oh wait, I have a complaint about that before we go. Oh, you have a complaint. Do you know who always starts off their show with like, "Let's just get right into it"? Philip DeFranco, and it bugs the shit out of me. I don't like that guy. Throw down right here on I... the Hughes Goodman show. <laughs> I like Philip DeFranco. But every time he's like, what's up, you beautiful bastards? Then he's like, how are you doing? Then he's like, let's just get right into it. I'm like, you can't just say like, oh, let's get into it this week. Because every show you say, let's get into it. Sorry, Philip DeFranco. You know what? He needs to crawl into that corner of YouTube that nobody watches. No, he's good. I like him. He's got some funny stories. You like 10 YouTube videos and you end up somewhere weird? That's where he needs to be. Oh, I didn't know you felt so strongly about this. I do. Um, other things I feel strongly about. <laughs> Hillary Clinton is actually a zombie robot. Oh my god, I've been to, like, two grocery stores in the past week, and that, like, picture on the National Enquirer of her, of her, like, being all sickly looking, and you could tell it's a shitty Photoshop job. Yeah. Hillary Clinton's gonna die, which I don't know why the Republicans want that. Because if she dies before the election gets called, Sanders or Biden are gonna come in there, and they're just gonna wipe the floor with Trump. That would be a bad thing, but I have proof that she is a zombie robot. If you watch that video where they slow down Hillary Clinton falling and passing out or whatever, 
There's one, and it was like the number one most watched video on YouTube last week, where a piece of metal allegedly falls out of her leg. Mm, allegedly. I, I like. I wish it was a great Photoshop because it was funny, but you know what? That she probably has pneumonia. Pneumonia sucks. I've had it. I don't know how she could be out campaigning with pneumonia. Oh, she's hardcore, but she's she's probably so drugged up. Like honestly, in order to function as president, you got to have some drugs in you that normal people don't get. Like JFK is an extreme example, but. I'm willing to bet almost every president has had, since at least the 60s, has had a decent array of drugs at their disposal. You wonder if there's been a president, other than, I was going to say, actually, um, Richard Nixon, who has received, like, a transplant or something in office, and it's been secret. Um, Reagan had some surgery done. Sorry, I meant Reagan he had to be, when he was shot, yeah. not Nixon. Yeah. No, Reagan had surgery done, and he was sedated, and H.W. was, like, acting president waiting should anything happen. Like, powers were turned over to H.W. for, like, three hours. But I'd like to know, like, if there's been a secret operation on a president. Oh, probably. Like, Bill Clinton actually had a heart attack while he was in office, and they just gave him a new heart, you know? <laughs> probably, yeah, maybe, if it's any Bill Clinton. That would be kind of cool if that came out. I'd, I'd like Bill that much more. Yeah. If you're um, a long-time listener of the show, you know. I like Bill Clinton. Bi- we both we like are Bill Clinton Bill. on this show. How can you not be a fan of Bill Clinton? That's um, playing weed smoking. Badass, cigar smoking, whatever else he did. Yeah. Um, he was cool. But yeah, I think... But the, the Hillary thing, it brings up, like, I'm on Twitter, I get... Yeah, I'd like to say both sides of the argument, but it's probably more liberally biased just because there's way more liberal news, not news outlets, but like liberal-based reporters, liberal-based websites that have a much better track record at social media, uh, like Vox, for example. Um, And then there's just a lot of people that don't like Trump, so it's usually a little bit more Democratic-leaning, and a lot of people are just like, if Hillary Clinton was a man, would she be getting this much scrutiny? Okay, so what I'd like to bring up is, when have we ever talked about a Canadian politician's health when they're running? Um, um, like, I, I, how much do you want to bet Jack Layden, I don't, you may know this better than me, but was Jack Layden sick with cancer when he ran the NDP party at that time? Oh, uh, I, I, I got it. He probably had it. He might, it might not have been diagnosed yet. Yeah, like, I wonder if that kind of thing, like... When did we ever talk about JT's health when he was running for prime minister? Never. Yeah. Uh, yeah, JT's also like an early, in his early 40s with a pretty good track record of being healthy. Uh, Harper, though, Harper... I thought you were about to say an attractive wife. No, Harper got Harper got in worse shape. You look at him, and it wasn't like he aged like American president does, because all American presidents look like crap when they leave. Um but Harper like ballooned his hair got gray really quick like he did not look I don't want to say unhealthy but he didn't look as physically fit as you would hope him to be he just looked tired yeah he looked tired and he looked well, it's, it's hard when you're trying to and watch those uh, oil sands get sucked up yeah um but Kretchen, no Kretchen's health was definitely brought up once or twice because he had a stroke before he entered office and a guy brought that up in an article. I think it was making fun of Kretchen for his stroke and like the side effects he had from it. 
the whole um, – in case you're not a Canadian listener to the podcast, uh, Jean Chrétien, uh, he was, what, three prime ministers ago now? Um, four. Four? He actually – Trudeau, Harper, Martin. Yeah, yeah. He actually spoke out of the side of his mouth. Um He's, With a French accent, so like it was, he yeah, was so tough to understand. He had this tendency to talk out of the uh, left side of his mouth, like yeah. That. I apologize to our yeah. French Canadian listeners. He had a lot of charisma, though. He like that's what Harper didn't have was enough charisma to like lead the lead the party over to that like next level. I know conservative listeners will hate me saying that, but Stephen Harper did not have a lot of charisma, which like somebody like Chrétien and Trudeau, like they just have it. Um, and every American presidential candidate needs to have it for the most part in order to win. Hillary Clinton yeah, does not I, really, but I remember when they tried to show um, Harper having charisma and he'd like play a Beatles song on his piano. It was just so yeah. awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's the thing too. Hillary Clinton definitely has a little bit of a Iron Lady approach to this election. Um as opposed to somebody like uh, Trudeau, who is very much just like, you know, played up the easygoing attitude and the, that, which helped him, I think, win certain blocks of voters. So I want to throw down a bit of a challenge to you, Keegan. The okay. Oxford English Dictionary just came up with 10 new entries. Well, multiple new entries, but a lot of these are notable. So I'm going to list the new word. And you're going to tell me what you think it means. I'm excited. Just a quick shout out to our listeners. I, don't, I haven't like looked these up yet, so I have no idea what they are. The first entry is moobs. Moobs? Yes. Man boobs. Yep. Prominent breasts on a man, typically as the result of excess fat. Yeah, okay. That was easy. I've been using the term moobs for like five years. Chefdom. Chefdom? Chefdom. Is that like like is that like a chef that runs a restaurant like it's his own little kingdom, like a fiefdom? So a chefdom? No, you're kinda close, but it is a noun meaning the overall fact, state, or positioning of becoming a chef. Oh, so like stardom, but for chefs. Okay, I get that. I took a different approach to it. Ooh, I don't even know how I'm gonna pronounce this one. Oh no okay, I get it. Forget about it. Forget about it? Forget about it. Isn't it. Like, forget about it? Like, don't worry about it? So, a U.S. colloquialism associated especially with New York and New Jersey, reflecting an attempted regional pronunciation of the phrase, forget about it, used to indicate a suggested scenario is unlikely or undesirable. Yeah, that's pretty lame. If that's, like, one of their top tens this year, they gotta, they gotta bring bling bling back. What is cheese ball? Isn't that like a cat thing? <laughs> like I can has cheeseburger? No. A cheese ball is someone or something lacking taste, style, or originality. Or it's a breaded and deep fried cheese appetizer. As opposed to a cheese head, which is somebody from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Or head cheese, which is... I don't even think made of cheese. Somebody that runs their restaurant like a chefdom. Cool. <laughs> um, yoga lattes. So like a thing white people do? 
specifically 18 to 25 year old white blonde women. Uh, this could be accurate, especially with the image that's right below it, which is of a blonde woman. Um, using when Pilates ex- exercise are combined with postures and breathing techniques of yoga. Okay, speaking before we continue. So I live in London, Ontario, which is home to University of Western Ontario. Ooh. I was at the bar last night. Literally, for five minutes, it was just thin, white, blonde girls walking by my booth. To be single again. Like, it was like, they just kept walking and walking. And, like, my whole table, I was like, here's another one. And they like they didn't believe me, but they kept coming and coming. Like, they were like, there was a machine outside just like, oh, let's turn out, like, Aryan, white, blonde, blue-eyed girls and just keep them coming into this one bar. Sorry. Blonde Next word, hair, please. blue eyes, Uggs and hair ties. Welcome to the University of Western Ontario. <laughs> uh, let's try another one here. What is the Westminster bubble? Is that like... So Westminster, is that referring to the area in London? I don't know. What do oh, you think? Oh, it's like the bubble the royal family lives in. It's actually first used in 1998. The term describes in a community of politicians, journalists, and civil servants who appear to be out of touch with the experiences of the wider British public. Okay, so it's like the DC bubble. Totally. It's the same as okay. what's going on in the DMV uh, around DC. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, this is another weird one. Boca Noncini. Pass. Used to denote any small items of food. Also means balls of mozzarella. That's a dumb one. I think that's a stupid one. Also added uh, was YOLO. You only live once. And mm. FOMO. Do you know FOMO? Fear of missing out. Yep. Fear of missing out was also added. And DEFO. DEFO. So, uh, was definite eviction forthcoming over? Meaning definitely. Oh. Who, who the hell uses defo? People make short forms all the time. Do you want to hang out later, Keegan? Defo. Defo. No. I'll, I'll throw that into my vernacular. Ah, oh, man, I'm going to hate you. Vernacular. Common colloquialisms used to describe words. Defo. I'm defo going to use that in my vernacular. <laughs> no. Okay, speaking about other things that suck other than the word defo iOS 10, the latest update to the Apple software, as well as the launch of the iPhone 7. I'm an Apple user, Keegan. I, I use an iPhone and an iPad mini. I hate iOS 10. Okay, I upgraded it on my iPhone. I did not upgrade it on my iPad mini. I don't mind it. It's got some cool little things. Okay, me... I miss swiped open. Uh, I think you can do that if your finger... I don't... Yeah, I haven't really got that, but I've got, like, my finger saved. But, like, right now, it's really cool. I'm going to send you a little kissy face. If I do it right. And Boom. Uh, kissy face sent to you. Yeah, so those of you who obviously can't see my phone, Keegan just sent me a kissy face. In return, no. I'm going to send him a, another drawing. I learned I'm if also you sending your... you a drawing. If you turn your phone sideways, you can send drawings. I'm sending Keegan a lovely drawing right now. You said put it sideways? Yeah, turn your phone no. into landscape mode and you can draw. 
Oh, okay, one sec. Oh, I was also sending you that image. You both sent <laughs> each other phalluses. <laughs> I'm trying to get it to work, yeah. This, uh, we're like six. I'm trying to get it to... Um, oh, it's kind oh of there fun. you go. Okay, I'm, I'm doing it now, one second. Oh, I just learned how to make a heartbreak. So if I tap and hold with two fingers and then drag down, let's try this. There you go. I said tap with two fingers. Yours doesn't look like yours thing doesn't look like a penis. It looks like Kirby. That's what it looks like, but like really tall Kirby. It also has a happy face. Yeah. Anyway, iOS ten sucks. I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun right now. I'm sending you little little messages. It's moved too many things. What has it moved? Just when I'm looking for stuff. um, Oh, I see a fireball. Editing pictures has become hard. Like. It's now at the bottom. Um, Inability. So when I used to be able to swipe up on my home screen or my lock screen to open the camera, I now have to swipe right. And if I swipe left, well, then I get some useless widgets that I'm not going to use. Oh. But what I did like was the ability to delete all the apps that nobody actually uses. Find my friends. Yeah, that was good. Tips. Like the useless Um. stuff that Apple thought was useful. Well, stocks. yeah, I got rid of some of them. I don't know anybody who checks their stocks on their Apple app. I was literally just about to delete that one as you said it. It's a great app um, to delete. But um, the other big thing is I really feel that the iPhone 7 is bombing. Apparently it's selling out, but I don't know anybody who's rushed oh. out to buy it. Oh, I'll complain about that. Um yeah, the iOS update I think is cool, but the fact that you can't put a headphone uh, headphone jet is so stupid. I do like the fact it's waterproof though. Well, yeah, that's why they made the headphone jack a thing, right? They they wanted it to be waterproof. They got rid of it for that purpose. Yeah, like I I get it. Um, I've actually I always worked at pools and just the humidity of being there. Often there was like little pink slash purple things that would change color in your phone if it was exposed to mo- moisture and mine always went um they were in the headphone jack and mine would always change color because of the moisture of being at a pool all the time why don't you put it in a um uh, ziploc bag that's what i did when i was a camp counselor keegan was a camp counselor i forgot about that one i was for a couple of weeks there his nickname was lunch pail lunch box oh it was lunch box yes at bingaman's uh water park in kitchener actually if you're driving along the uh 401 you actually see signs for bingaman's yeah back no, in but Guelph. It's so, yeah but it tells you to get off at like exit 295 or something like that and you're like you don't get off to like exit 290 or something i like, know exit 270 78 is the exit you get off of to go to bingaman's but it tells you to get off at 295 and take some back ass way up there that could be a whole other episode. I'd love to talk to Keegan about his experiences of being a water slide technician. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that later. So people need to keep tuning in for to hear some stories about how somebody Working might have drowned. Working dead-end jobs. I, <laughs> somebody might have drowned because I let them go down a slide when they couldn't swim that well. And I'll be able to talk <laughs> about coaching ball hockey without ever having played before in my life. Yeah, I don't know how you got that. Um, that will be a future about, episode. Speaking of brand new experiences you get at university, how about fraternities? 
Wow. Great segue, Keegan. That was fantastic. Like, ah, oh, it's it fantastic. There Trump would be impressed by that. is an article in the Washington Post this week that says it's time to dismantle fran- fraternities and the sexism and rape culture that they encourage, as well as the uh, binge drinking they encourage. Yeah. Thoughts? Um, well, I think it's uh, kind of a bit of a pie in the sky hope because as the article alludes to at the end, it states it's like there's just too much money involved. Um, and there's so many people that have vested interest in keeping fraternities alive like most presidents yeah we've touched on the greek life topic before on this show and i feel it's difficult for us to understand as canadians especially with such a weak greek system here um well and we also were never in fraternities yeah and we just looked towards them as kind of a joke um I went to a frat party one time. Yeah, and you sent okay. me pictures making fun of it the entire time. <laughs> Did I? Oh, somebody asked me. They're like, "Oh, are you in the frat?" And I was like, "No." And they're like, "Oh, are you rushing?" And I was just like, "No." I, I'm just I don't know. Here, I'm just, I was like, "I'm just here. I'm just, I'm just here because somebody told me they give me free beer." <laughs> you know what? I I feel like the system in Canada can't be compared, and I feel that's our biggest misunderstanding of the system is we don't really have greek houses i just actually found out this week at york university where i'm uh, working on my doctoral studies has greek life i don't understand how there are no homes on the campus i think almost i think almost every university has like one or two chapters but there's like in Canada you're younger when you drink, so you're 19, so you're usually second year when you can start drinking. Uh, in the states it's 21, so it'd be your final year when you could legally drink, which is a you know. But when you're in a frat, yeah, there's alcohol there. Everybody looks the other way about it because it's better than having people getting drunk in the middle of the street. Um, you know that's a big thing right there, and even housing, it's cheaper to go to school in Canada, and like there's tons of places to live, whereas in you know. Down in the States, you live in the frat house. Yeah, we, we had a buddy who will rena- remain anonymous that lived in the frat house. I don't think he, he enjoyed not, his time there. He did not like it. He told me he, that he was like, yep, I'm looking forward to moving out. He hung out at our place quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but do do I believe that... Fraternities are the key to sexism, rape culture, and binge drinking on university campuses. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, I. Well, I don't know. Let I me just break it down. Issues. I'll break down my answer there. Do fraternities and sororities, for that matter, establish uh, a place that builds up sexism? Sure, because they're single gender spaces. Um. I don't know how they react to people who are um, transgender. Could a transgender female join a sorority? I don't know. I don't know how well that would go over. Um, is there a proven rape culture at American fraternities? In yes, some, yes. So, we're we're yeah. catching on stories of chants that promote rape, uh, letters that promote rape, members being protected for sexual assault and rape allegations binge drinking well have you been to the total frat move website 
That website's dedicated to fraternity life and excessive drinking. That's just my take. Um, yeah, though they, they breed exclusivity too, right? Like they get to choose who's in and who's out based on, I don't know, a couple meetings with people. Like I, I'm not sure how it works in the States, but I'm pretty sure at Laurier Sigma Chi, which is the only whole Laurier frat, the other two frats are shared with the University of Waterloo. I'm pretty sure like you're in by December if you join, like try and join us in September. So... So they have four months to to judge your character and for you to memorize all their top secret handshakes and shit. Yeah. Which aren't too top secret. Like a quick Google search will give you the answers in case you're wondering. Yeah. And watch David Letterman. He does it with other Sigma Chi people. Keegan and I slowed it all down one night just so we could screw with the guys we knew in the frat. Yeah. Look, we um, know your top secret shit now. They got kind of rattled. It was great. Yeah. I, I think the same goes for sororities. It shouldn't just be fraternities being put under the microscope. I think sororities have an equal say in creating these sexist rape culture binge drinking situations. Yeah, I I honestly don't don't I never really saw the purpose of it. It's basically networking, right? That at the end of the day, um, the only like description where I've been heard where somebody's explained why they're in a frat is they said it was a great networking opportunity. Yeah, for me, I can make friends just by showing up somewhere. Um, I don't need to uh, have a secret brotherhood to make friends. Yeah, and like I don't know, moving, moving on uh, with my life, I don't feel like I missed out by not being in a fraternity. Uh, I definitely think if I'd gone to an American school, I probably would have looked at joining one just because that seems to be where it leads to. And I think that's the problem as well. In Canada, it's weak. It's a weak system. Whereas in the States, like schools are designed to be pushed, to have students pushed towards different fraternities. And you know what, as always on the Hughes Goodman show, we welcome uh, discourse. If you were in Greek life and you say, no, Greek life totally is against sexism, is against rape culture is against binge drinking come on the show we'd love to have you uh talk email us talk all about us um Uh, this is just our outsider perspective but if you have an insider perspective and you want to say these are the plans we have in place to prevent those cultures being developed we'd love to hear about it we'd love to give you your side of the view this show isn't just us preaching we're as we say in the disclaimer it's our opinion. You don't have to agree with us. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, I find discourse is always good. I'd love to be that show where, you know, we talk for an hour and have great opinions going on a chat board based off our conversation. Um, but even there, yeah, I like opinions. Differing opinions are what makes better people, too, right? Like, that's the big issue. Going back to uh, Hillary passing out that you're really only getting one of two sides nine times out of ten. You've got the Republican-backed, you know, news organizations, Fox News, um, that are just totally against her and give no real reason why other than the fact that she's a Democrat. Then you've got, you know, the other organizations who try to downplay it. Um, and, yeah, we don't want to be like that. We want to have everybody having a point to be made. Now, today I just want to actually move on to something different and give a plug for um... – Terry Fox Run and the Terry Fox Foundation. 
as you may already know, I previously worked for the foundation and I actually traveled um, all across Ontario talking about Terry Fox's legacy in the Marathon of Hope. If you aren't from Canada or you live under a rock, uh, just a quick Terry story. Terry Fox is the greatest Canadian of all time. Keegan threw it down there. Uh, Terry Fox, uh, at the age of 20, lost his uh, leg to sarcoma, which is a kind of cancer that originates from the bone. Uh, he was forced to wear a prosthesis. And Terry just kind of had this vision that he was going to run across Canada and raise money for cancer research. He saw kids suffering from cancer while they were in hospital, and he wanted to do something about it. So he started in St. John, Newfoundland, April 4th, I believe. Uh, something like that. 1980, 36 years ago. And he started running across Canada. And as he ran, he got more coverage and people started coming out and standing alongside the highway watching him run by. Um, unfortunately, uh, Terry made it to about Thunder Bay, Ontario, around August of 1980, and he collapsed. It turned out that the cancer had returned, and this time it was in his lungs. So he was actually forced to um, end his run that day, and uh, he actually passed away about a year later. 36 years later, Terry Fox Run takes place in September all across Canada, communities all across Canada and actually around the world. Apparently almost 1.5 million people participated in the Terry Fox run in Havana, Cuba back in 2013, I believe. But um, in that past 36 years, over $700 million has been raised for cancer research, um, which has saved countless lives, including a good friend of the show, Andrew Lyons. Um, he too had sarcoma, just like Terry Fox. And uh, the research basically conducted by the Terry Fox Research Institute and partner organizations ultimately cured uh, people like Andrew of their if Terry Fox, cancers. Terry, if Terry Fox had his like what he had today, he would have been cured. Like yes. I I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have even lost his leg. Like he would have been cured by the amount of money and good that's been raised. Um, they did a thing. We'll talk about Terry Fox right now because we can. Um, where they tried to like do like greatest Canadians of all time. And there's like two people that can, three people that can really stake a claim as greatest Canadian of all time. Like somebody tried to make Don Cherry come out as like the greatest Canadian. And I was like, Oh my God, shut Terry up. Terry actually placed but second in that competition. He's second to Tommy Douglas. Who created the um, modern Medicare uh, universal yeah. healthcare state that we have in, in Canada. Canada. So like, so, it shows like, what a 20-year-old was able to do. Um, he had a vision, and he carried through with it. I think he'd be shocked. He'd be in his 50s now, and he'd be shocked yeah, to know that his legacy is still carrying on. Yeah, and the big thing, too, is his... See, the reason why I think he's the greatest Canadian is he's, he, he's an idea, right? He can, he'll never be looked at as, like, for the good or bad, He like, the badness, because he's an idea, right? He's an ideal everybody can strive for. Uh, and he's, his legend continues to grow, whereas I don't think Tommy Douglas necessarily has that. What um, I found most shocking, or the coolest part of working for the foundation, I was in a lot of schools across the province talking about him. Many of our schools in Ontario and across Canada participate in a Terry Fox run every September. But kids, and teachers for that matter, who weren't alive during Terry Fox's run in the 80s, 
knew who he was, right down to kindergartners who had started school maybe two weeks before, knew who he was, knew all about him. He's even been featured on the Looney, the $1 coin here in Canada. Oh, he's got schools named after him. Um, it's yeah, countless schools. I think it, there's like 22 in Ontario or something. But Yeah, oh, he's, I, he's unparalleled. There's a statue of, of him right across from our parliament buildings. There's tons of statues yeah. of him actually across Canada. There's a huge one in Thunder Bay where he stopped his run. But yeah. it's pretty amazing. And it's all about cancer research. So if you're interested in donating to the Terry Fox Foundation, uh, terryfox.org, it's easy to donate on there. Um, it's definitely a cause that means a lot to me. And I hope it means a lot to lots of other people. I'll actually be out speaking about Terry this week. I'm giving a few pro bono talks about Terry. All for cancer research. Yeah. Because, yeah, Terry Fox runs happen in this, like, mid-September, right? Yeah, today was actually the National Community Run Day. So communities all across Canada participate. The National School Run takes place at the end of September. I think it's on the, like, the 27th or 28th this year. I remember doing it. it I remember doing it from kindergarten right through high school. It, yeah. it was always a fun time. And in the beginning, you didn't really know the magnitude of what you were doing. But yeah. um, looking back, it's something a lot of Canadian kids will remember doing. Yeah. So, after our plug, terryfox.org. Um, I think I'd like to shift over into Today I Learned. Yes. Today I learned Terry Fox is the greatest Canadian of all time. Second, if you ask the CBC, but first, if you ask us. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, today when I learned. When, when, was that, when did the list come out? That was like 10 years ago now. Yeah, I think it was a while ago. CBC, I, I feel like time Terry, to update. Yeah, time, Terry Fox will be first in the revisioned history of Canada, so that's fine. Hughes Goodman Show going for third place on that. I, I think we could beat Johnny McDonald. Oh, we we definitely could. He, he, I'm pretty he, sure he was he's a drunk. third. So we we can beat him. Yeah, I'm, uh, is he third? That he, could be he's good probably episode. up there. Greatest greatest Canadian, greatest third to eighth Canadians, because we'll have Tommy Douglas and Terry Fox is one and two. Today I learned that Teddy Roosevelt was so bored as Vice President of the United States that he seriously considered finishing his law degree while serving as Vice President. Being vice president is not a like. It seems like a boring job. Like it's a lot of hanging. Unless you're Joe Biden and you go around hugging people. Well, that's the thing though. Joe Biden told Obama that he was going to be an equal partner in the Obama presidency. That was the that's the only reason he was going to run. He wasn't going to run if he was going to be just like, you know, given one little thing to do every year, and that was his whole goal. Then, you know, Biden just started coming out saying stuff, and Obama had to agree with it. So. You know. Are you a Bruce Springsteen fan? Of course. Who isn't? Probably Republicans. But today I learned yeah. Bruce Springsteen's yeah. classic, Born to Run, was almost became the official song of New Jersey until legislators listened to the lyrics and realized that the song was about wanting to get out of New Jersey. Um, Born in the USA was Reagan's campaign song for a quick cup of coffee there. Then uh, Springsteen was like, Listen to the lyrics and tell me why you shouldn't use that anymore. It was all about what was wrong in America. It is not a patriotic anthem. Yeah. 
Uh, today I learned the world's largest concentration of nukes is housed 20 miles northwest of Seattle, and it's defended by trained dolphins. That's sweet. I think that's dolphins? sweet. I, I think dolphins could be like our next war. We're just going to send dolphins against each other. No, somebody else will have sharks, and dolphins will beat the sharks. But, like, how do you train? Like, do they have laser beams hooked to their head? I think that would be kind of cool. This is just like a Do- Dr. Evil-esque lair. I really hope it is. I'm pretty sure if you have dolphins defending, um, like, a base, it's a lair. It's not, a, like, a nuke base. It's a lair. It's an evil lair. I don't care what you're doing in it. It's an evil lair. You could be, like finding the cure to cancer but it's it's an evil layer if you have dolphins protecting it okay do you want a sad one or a funny one? Oh, sad one okay today i learned that willy wonka and the chocolate factory had trouble casting the oompa loompas because it was filmed in germany and the nazi regime had exterminated most of the little people that had lived in germany huh that's kind of huh. sad that is. That's, yeah. So when you see the Oompa Loompas in the film, I guess they're the lucky ones. That is really yeah. sad. That that took that a dark is, turn. It did. An orange turn. And they're so happy in the movie. Which is ironic because a lot of people think Donald Trump will take a dark turn and he's considered the master Oompa Loompa. There we go. Here's there a happier go. one. Today I learned that in the 1970s, professional 10-pin bowlers made twice as much as NFL players. It's still not a lot of money. But like, as a bowler, you made more money. Bowling used to be big. Like, it was a big, big deal. And the NFL the NFL and CFL used to be competitive in terms of salary. Then the NFL got the big TV deals. This is very true. The Super Bowl ads. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read a Tom Clancy book? I haven't. They're like one of those books where I'm like, I see his name attached to video games, and I'm like, I feel like these books are going to be dumb. Okay, so Tom Clancy writes a lot of military books. Wrote, he died. Wrote, sorry. Today I learned, Tom Clancy's stories were so detailed, many assumed he was ex-military. In fact, he never served. He wrote most of his stories in his spare time while working as an insurance salesman. That's kind of cool. Chose. He was also part. He was also part owner of the Baltimore Orioles. Also, just learned that. Yeah. Um. Okay, you've probably been watching Narcos. Yeah, I finished it. Okay, so you'll like this one. There's, there's a lot of inaccuracies, but I still enjoy it. So today I learned when Pablo Escobar's daughter wanted a unicorn, he bought a horse and stapled a cone to its head and wings to its back. The horse died from an infection. Okay, unicorns don't have wings. Pegasuses have wings. Unicorns just have a cone to their head. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Unicorns just have the horn. Pegasuses have the wings. Because if you had a punicorn, then it would have both. <laughs> Add that one to your dictionary, Oxford. That bug it bugs me so much that people think unicorns have wings. Okay, I'm gonna give you two more. Read a book, people. Today I learned that a nutrition professor lost 27 pounds off a convenience store diet. He ate Twinkies, Doritos, and sugary cereals in order to prove that weight loss relied on caloric intake, not nutrition. Yes. Figured you'd be a fan of that one? 
Oh, I've already I've seen studies on that. Like uh, some kids in the states, they did a research project on McDonald's and calorie counts, and they did calorie counting. Their teacher was the guinea pig, and it was he ate I think two thousand calories a day and walked for forty five minutes, and he lost like a lot of weight. He's a bigger guy and he lost a shit. That was made into a documentary. Yeah, it probably was. I have seen that. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm going to do two because I just found another cool one that I like. Today I learned that there's a pill called Father Christmas that makes your farts smell like chocolate. I feel like that's Why? so bad. I wouldn't be able to enjoy chocolate. Why did somebody bother making that? Like, we we have so much money in science. Ooh, let's make farts smell like chocolate. Ugh. But would your poop smell like chocolate? I don't even want... I, I don't want to read much further to find out. I bet they smell like dark chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the Harry Potter films? Uh, yes. So today I learned that for Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the director had Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, and Emma Watson write autobiographical essays about their characters. Rupert Grint didn't write one. Because he said, as I'm Ron, Ron wouldn't do it. No, Ron, Ron is like the, Ron's a huge slacker. Well, uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson wrote these big essays. Okay, in all fairness, Harry Potter is a slacker as well. If you read the books... He never learns something unless he really has to. Like, he never that's, sits that's and true. casually like, he'll does go magic get hurt, homework. And then he's like, oh, maybe I should learn. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, like everybody's like, oh, he learns the Patronus. And you're like, yeah, because he was worried about fighting off the mentors. He's not, he didn't learn how to do potions because he found that boring. Silly Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, so. I think it's about that time to wrap up the show. Sure. Uh, so I'm still mad about unicorns. You're mad about Pegasus. unicorns. Unicorns and Pegasus—they're different people. That's Keegan's takeaway from this show. That's my takeaway for the show. Uh, mine. This one just popped up in my news feed here. They are gonna make a Harley Quinn movie. I'm pretty stoked about that. I love Margot Robbie. You and every teenage boy on the planet. <sighs> Sorry, I'm a teenage boy, but. I'm excited to see that movie. Pretty stoked about that. Um, as always, you can find can... us on Twitter at Hughes Goodman Show, at Keegan Goodman, and at Mr. Al Hughes. Also, email HughesGoodmanShow at gmail.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear your complaints about our take on Greek life this week, and we welcome anybody to the show that would like to talk about something they feel they're an expert in. We're getting busy with school, so we'd love to have somebody take the reins one week. Yeah, we're probably going to start doing shorter episodes too. So 30 minutes a week or something like that. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And we will see you next Monday. Yes. Peace. Au revoir. Bounce.